But that's like porn stars when they do butt stuff. They can't eat purple, red, or blue stuff. Because it squirts out. <laughs> what about green stuff? Digest it. Really? Yeah. If it's green, it's okay. Yeah. If it's green, you're clean. What if it's yellow? It's mellow. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's brown? Uh, get out of town. <laughs> you can't do dark stuff. What if it's maroon? Uh, you're a buffoon. <laughs>
make people feel that feeling. Like, yes. I love that, like, feeling of, like, I know them. They're on. Ah, this, like, calm energy that I get from I TV. I love that, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's how I learned English was by memorizing rap songs and watching TV shows. Right? Sometimes yeah. I'll put on a TV show just because I want to hang with those characters. Me, too. I miss, like, I like Sex and the City. Movie. I miss, like, even, like, the new one came out. People were like, it's not good. I'm like, I just miss them. So, like, I don't care what they're doing. Like, I just want to yeah. be around them. Yeah. So, okay. So, you were doing improv. Yeah. Doing improv, and then I got a, a job at National Lampoon hosting this, like, you know how they do, like, those clip, basically the soup, um, but online they had this YouTube show, and one of the writers, Sandy Danto, was uh -huh. really big at the comedy store at the time. He was doing all this stuff with Polly Shore, and I thought Polly Shore, like, Polly Shore, like, I was, you know, as an immigrant, it was a big deal. Um, and so I went over to the comedy store just one night to, like, check it out. And I just, something about it, like, there's this feeling. I, like, I've been here, but, like, this familial, weird feeling. And my dad was a huge comedy fan, so I always yeah. really romanticized the whole, like, 80s grungy comedy scene. And um, it, I just got hooked, and I kind of fell into it. Because I was like, oh, I can kind of act yeah. within stand-up. Well, improv and stand-up yeah. are two different things, though. Yeah, but most of my stand-up is improv. Like, really? I actually really hate writing. I'm in a class right now. I hate to admit it. <laughs> but stay in school. Um... <laughs> I'm paying someone to like basically push me to write every week because yeah. I can get away with doing whatever on stage. Like I can get away with making fun of an audience member or like I'd rather react than write it. Like work with the energy in the room. Use yes, it as that's part why of the momentum. COVID like crushed me. Like mm. crushed me. like Zoom shows. I was like sweating showing people my underwear drawer. Like <laughs> like I didn't know what to do. Like so I really like that energy and that feeling that like it's never gonna happen again. Like yes. tonight is the one moment. Like the theater part of me, you know, is what I love about stand up. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. remember the first time you did a stand up? Oh yeah. Like, first time on the mic. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was at the comedy store upstairs in the belly room. Do you know how about does one even get that? So I started bartending there. Okay. Which was like my in because like if I tried now, like I could not get in. It's right. just very difficult to infiltrate unless you're like a part of the family. They really want you to like be a part. Yeah, not just group. anybody can perform at the store. The store is legendary. No, That's yeah, where yeah. all the are made, yeah. You have to definitely, like, put in your dues, put in your time. Like, yeah. it's a family, you know, a dysfunctional broken toy family. <laughs> um, but I started bartending there. Like, I got really lucky. The, the bartender so was, like, drunk and they fired her. Yeah. Yeah. And I just got to be there. Like, I would do a set, eat shit, and then I would have to bartend the rest of the night <laughs> while guys came up to me like, oh, you sucked. I was good. And I was like, it's oh, good. Um... <laughs> So I did my first set. There's these things called bringer shows. Do you know about this? Where you have to bring people? You yeah, so if you bring people, people that, you know, that you can get up. And sometimes, you know, the shows are great. It's great exposure. You finally get to do a real show in front of an right. audience. But sometimes it can be, like, really long, and people are there to see their friends. So they're like, you know, they don't care about like a talent you. show. Yeah, it's like, yeah. get to the person I came, to, I came for. Um, and so I did the bringer show. It was this woman called Crazy, Crazy Cindy Show. She was this, like kind of like spun out skinny older lady and the mic always smelled weird. And um, and I got to do my first show and I just was like flying like afterwards. Like How'd the you adrenaline. Do? I don't fucking run. You black out. Yeah. From, I black out from the adrenaline. Like the mm. first couple of years, like I would just not remember anything. Yes. And this was before it was like content. It was every set like that you put up. Like so it would just be these like, what happened? I got through it. Like, I, What is it about that? Because I've done a couple like public speaking gigs before. And yeah. when I do that, when you just get in the zone, I don't remember anything. Well, because you're just like kind of a you vessel. Just, yeah. 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 You make it not about you. It's like, you know what? I'm going to transfer this energy somehow through to the audience. And I then love afterwards, that. I always forget. I'm like, how did I do? <laughs> well, it's you know, the it adrenaline yeah. too. Like it's your brain protecting you from like feeling anxiety and feeling <laughs> stress. Like, ah, you forget. <laughs> 
But I love it. I love that feeling, except that it's hard to kind of have that life we were talking a little bit about. Like being a comic full time is beautiful. I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it's just hard to function as a human being doing anything else. Cause you, you get home at like whatever, 10, but you have the adrenaline of just like saving somebody from a burning building. Yeah. So you're just like, I'm just pacing, like washing my shit with a toothpaste and shit. Like I'm a crackhead <laughs> after I do a set, I'm like, ah. and so it's hard, like balancing that adrenaline, that roller coaster of adrenaline and keeping yourself like calm. And so I'm wow. still finding a balance. That, that that's so relatable because yeah. I feel that way too. Whenever I do a project, I get so much adrenaline, I can't even sleep afterwards. Even though I'm tired from the day, Exhausted. I'm just like yeah. wired. I'm just like, woo, yeah. things can happen. <laughs> oh yeah, the the possibility, and it, it really is like being on stage, like seeing people laugh, like that. I love it. Like yeah, nothing is better than that. But the dread of like being on the road, scheduling, promoting, promoting. Oh my God, TikTok, blah, blah, all that stuff. Like, fuck that. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> like, I'm, if somebody wants to do it for me, please just show up. I'll feed you in joints. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I really appreciate the comedy world. I yeah. love that there's an entire industry about making people laugh and expressing opinions. Right. I find it so beautiful. Like, I go to the comedy store a couple times a month, and then oh, I, I go between that. that, and then I go to Supernova. That's a I great venue. To, yeah, I haven't gone to Jam in a Van yet, but I oh, want that's, to. Oh, that's, I love those guys. I feel my special yeah. there, so yeah. I love yeah. Who throws it? Is, is, it Mar is that Mark? Hayes? Does he throw um, that? He, he does that? some stuff there, and then Faisal. Oh, Faisal, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. great. Yeah, he does some shows there as well, yeah. I love that scene. You know, every time I go, I, I take a moment, I look around the audience, and I just see, like, all these different people that had different problems or whatever, different paths, but tonight they want to come here and laugh. That's what I love, like, that moment. Yeah. Yeah, like, we're all getting to laugh about my pussy jokes. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> the power! Oh, <laughs> uh, it's fun. Was the comedy world hard to break into? Like once you got in, started like opening up at the store while bartending. To go yeah. from that to where I saw you, like on like a. What did you see in the main room? Maybe yeah. Or, I'm oh, okay. Sure. Oh, so you didn't really see me in the original room. I sing, but in the main room, I'm like, no, daddy, not today. Um, I feel like you might have. I might have sang a little, yeah. Yeah, but I, how... I remember some joke about um, burying a stripper's body together or mm -hmm. something. Yeah, the threesome joke. Yeah, yeah. That one, yeah. I love that. I love that. It's so dark. Um, yes. So real. Um, how I don't know. I mean, you just kind of, you just, you have to just keep doing it every, like when people are like, I do stand up. I'm like, oh, where? Like, I haven't seen you every night. Yeah. Grinding, crying in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think once you do it, you really have to do it. Cause it is really like a muscle, you know, like yeah. you kind of get rusty after you don't do it for a week. You're like stumbling on your words. Isn't that and, trippy that even though you could be like so seasoned, just going a couple weeks off can. Yeah. It's a muscle, man. It's like anything. It's like acting, you know, like yeah. I've kind of, I've been like doing all these shitty tapes and I'm like, why won't they book me? And I'm like, oh, cause I'm not really like, I haven't been doing it. Like I have to get back into the. Well, it's all about the, the practice, rhythm. right? Even things like gratitude, like when like I know to be grateful, but if I don't sit there and practice it, like earlier today, I, I was kind of stressed out a bit. I was like really like just tired from the weekend and a lot of stuff going on. And I just like lay down on the floor, put my feet on the wall and just like woosah for like 30 minutes and I had to like do gratitude. I have to do a lot of gratitude. I'm very like up here, like I need to be down here. <laughs> like, I, like if I didn't have Zumba, let's just say it would be bad for me. <laughs> Zumba is like my calm place. Like I go to like, Get my energy out and stuff. And yeah. I'm like the youngest person there. And I'm like, eh. like, What's life about for you? Oh, man. You know, for a long time, I think it was about result. And now I'm changing my mind frame into like, 
and trying to enjoy the journey. <laughs> is that cheesy? You Sorry. This? It's like, it's crazy. We're like, because like, I'm so result-based and now I'm like, wait, I'm shifting and I'm like starting to kind of like love my life again and like I'm kind of Focusing yeah. more on like doing things with friends and like being offline <laughs> a little more. Like, sorry, I sound healthy as fuck right now. I'm not. I'm laughing um, just because we're, we're like aligned on the same path. I yeah. feel like the last couple of years have been like my most successful years. And I've always been able to get results. But at some point I was I was so focused on the results that like I was like de deteriorating my health yeah. in doing it, you know. Yeah. And now I'm just like instead of achieving to be happy, I want to happily achieve. Ooh, I like that. You know what I Tattoo mean? Tattoo it on your neck, dude. Dude, fuck yeah. <laughs> That's right there. <laughs> no, it's hard because you get stuck on the, you know, comparisonitis is like very real yeah. and you get stuck on like, just like, I'm this age, I should have done this, whatever the bullshit. That's a fake, yeah. completely fake, complex thing, you know. Especially when I was younger, I used to be the young one doing video. And then now I'm in my 30s. Now I'm like, oh, no, now I actually should be really I doing know. the thing. And I get, I get interns from my school to like help, you know, they help yeah. me, they help them. And just sometimes the perspective, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm old. Like, Yo, you know. Like, I was at the hot tub the other day with these, like, college kids. And yeah. I and just look-wise, I'm like, oh, we all look like we're about the same age and everything. And then I realized I have, like, 12 years and I'm 13 years and I'm Dude, like. Dude, I'm tripped out because oh. I used to live here and I used to, like, buy drugs from, like, kids on TV shows. <laughs> like, do you know Ron Jeremy's son used to live here? Do you know Ron Jeremy? No, like, the, Yeah, yeah, the porn star. Yeah. I used to tell this joke that, you know how there's, like, the hot tubs? So nice. I just moved yeah. here from Boston. Like, we're snowy. And I was, like, in the hot tub and I was, like, reading, like, business of acting. I was like, I made it. Like, I'm the fucking... <laughs> And I got this like weird rash all over my arm and I was like, oh no. So I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, have you been in like weird body of water? I'm like, yeah, I'm in this hot tub. And he's like, don't go in the hot tub anymore. Put this cream on it. It'll yeah. go away. Like two days later, I'm walking by the tub and I see Ron Jeremy like soaking in the <laughs> hot tub. Well, that that I've been like soaking. Like, hey. I've been swimming with like every porn star <laughs> that ever existed. Just like every night. I was like, um, so that's my Oakwood. What, what kind of drugs do you like to do? Dirty things that make people feel uncomfortable. It's my own control thing. Yeah, I like things that make me people feel like, oh, she's my like old friend. You know that feeling where you're like at a sleepover and someone tells like an inside joke and everyone yeah. feels that feeling. Like that's I like that feeling. Like, I uh, I was straight edge until I was in my twenties, and then oh, I tried shit. a lot of stuff. Why? I was a super focused kid. I was like, I'm gonna make my business happen. You know, yeah. I mean? like I left high school early, I started a production company. I was like focused, listening to Tony Robbins all the time, just like make Thank it happen. God. And then I booked like my first tour, and then all and then that you're changed. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sober um, on tour is hard. It like, is. Your dog's like no, <laughs> no. Um, I uh, psychedelics when I found that like four or five years ago. Really Good night. Love my mushrooms. Life. Oh my god. Yeah. Same. I love them. I actually just did them last week. We went to see Girl Talk. You know that DJ. It's like, he, I'm not like a DJ, like, you know this DJ? But uh, he does mashups of like 90s songs. He's so Oh, I would love that. That sounds good. great. Every song, you're like, yes! Yeah, the and throwback we, stuff, but yeah. just to a party beat. Yeah, and it was like right after Coachella and he was at the Regent downtown. We're like, why is he here? Like, he should be such a bigger DJ. But it was so fun to just like dance and like be out. Like, we haven't done that in so long. Just yeah. like, and yeah, I love, I'm not a big drinker, so Mushrooms is. Once I got into psychedelics, I stopped drinking as much. Yeah. Yeah, because I think maybe originally when I would uh, drink or, or when I first moved to LA and I was trying Molly and that kind of stuff, I was trying to, I was trying to like um, be social because I felt so much social anxiety, you know what I mean? I was like, I want to be a butterfly, you know? But then yeah. once I, I kind of experienced more, now I just, I know what I like. So if I'm going to go out, I'm going to have fun anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm self-amusing. Like I'm going out What's to What's your make... style? Like where are you going? Where are you going out? 
comedy store. Oh yeah, yeah. you're going to like comedy <laughs> I, clubs. I honestly, cool. yeah. go there fairly often. That's awesome. Because um, people are always like, "I want to see you," and I'm like, "Fucking come!" Like <laughs> I'm up like every week. Like just find a date. I just like spending time with friends, listening yeah. to music, doing fun stuff. Food. Yeah, food. Travel. Bowling. Oh my god, we're like white we girls on a dating. Site. We love <laughs> right. to travel. We love to eat food. <laughs> I don't know. My life, there's there's so many different parts of my life. I have so many friends from different areas that it's like I have like my work friends, my skater friends, my business friends. Oh, you my... skate? Do you have Brazil? What's your Brazil group like? We got to get one together. We do. Yeah. I don't have many Brazilian friends. We need to. It's yeah. bad. <laughs> what is it about it? I don't know. I think that we're like all here hoping f- to find community, but then we're like, we don't. <laughs> and then we're like, we're just lonely in our own little paths. Like, we wish there was somebody else just like me. Oh, we're like down the street from each other. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's like a trust immediately when you meet a Brazilian person. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, I trust you. Yeah, a little. Like I wouldn't just come to people. Like department. somebody who speaks Portuguese wouldn't just rob me. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, like, they already have their own. Not problems. out here, at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they made it to America. They're fine. They own pants. That's um, funny. Chicago is the same way too. I grew up in Chicago filming oh, nice. a lot of uh, rap videos there, and there's yeah. a lot of beef between the sides, like South Side, West Side. It's very like gang. But then when Chicagoans are out here in L.A., it's like, "Are you Chicago? Hey, we're friends." Isn't that it's funny? Like, because nobody from L.A. meets anybody else from L.A. anywhere. I was like, are you right. from L.A.? Like, I'm too. You know, like, they don't bond over that shit. No, I'm picking all the little things off, too. Yeah, right? The little, the little dog hairs. <laughs> the little ASMR. <laughs> Hello there. scratches. Brasilito. <laughs> so what are your goals now, Jade? My goals. Oh, my God, man. I really want a house. We've been looking for a house. That's, like, my goal. You're I really want to get a house, me and the hub. But it's my house that I'm getting because I've been there, done that, <laughs> doing it on my own. Um, I don't know. I just want to, like, find a calmer state of, like, I want to enjoy my life. I'm trying to, like, have fun and enjoy my life. I'm putting out my special very soon. Yay. Hopefully. It, it might be on YouTube, but maybe somewhere else. Um, <laughs> secrets. And uh, I have a show coming out in August, so I'm, like, excited to see nice. where that takes me. But I'm in class right now trying to, like, just enjoy the process more because I've gotten so like, I don't know, disillusioned with the process. Yeah. Yeah. Because no matter what you achieve, there's always the next thing. The second you tick off that, the millisecond I tick it off, I'm like, oh, well, this is possible. What else can I do? And it's just yeah. a never expanding goal Oh, line. yeah. But that's why you can't look at it like that because it's like useless. Like even comparing yourself is, you know, like all that stuff is so fucking, what <clears throat> waste of time. Like easier said than done, obviously. But like. So when you say calmer life, what do you mean? Be, be specific. Like, I probably don't want to be on the road as much unless people are showing up. Um, I just don't want to be grinding as much. Like, the hustle thing is cool, but, like, I'm trying to take things as they come and not, like, push as hard. Like, I'm a pusher. Mm. Um, yeah, and I'm just trying to, like, I don't know. Tune into the frequency Tune in a little. that be. Yeah, yeah, you know, just hang out with some aliens whenever I can. No, I just did a float tank, so I'm, like, feeling good about that. Did you go to Float Lab yeah. in West Hollywood? Wait, I did the gross one in Venice. Oh, I haven't been to that one. It was gross, but I loved it. But I do love me a float tank. Yeah, I had never done it before. Like, what was your, How'd you like it? I loved it. Like, not even, I was just like feeling kind of horny in it. And I told my friend, I was like, were you horny? I'm, like, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm just sorry. I'm not going to be on it. I'm like, but I was like, did you feel like kind of weird alien horny sex? Like, weird? No. And she's like, no. And I was like, yeah, me either. Um, I really don't hang out with Brazilians because I feel like. <laughs> We have yeah, so much in talk common. About sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I felt sex. the same way the second I did that. Yeah, I was like, like really horny yeah. and horny at yeah, the same time. Yeah, me too. I like, think it's. Am I allowed to jerk off in here? <laughs> like I thought about it. I was like, I don't know if I can like come in water. Like that's a lot for me. Like I would have to be like above it, you know. Yeah. But like, it was this weird. Like I just felt so good. Like I never feel like that because I am really anxious yeah. and like. 
often I lay in bed like just kind of anxious and I can't like let it go. But there was something about it. Like it felt so good. Like I loved it. I, I'm going to get a membership. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. Have you ever done an ice bath? Or yeah, cold, yeah, yeah, cold yeah. I've been wanting to buy like a little fridge and do it, like have yeah. it in my balcony. Um, that would be intense. But yeah, I like to push myself to feel calm, which is weird because I live in this like very anxious state. So like I like doing shit like that. That like I love experiences. Like I love an adventure of like feeling or thinking something different than what I usually do. Like just something, you know. That's so funny. I feel like I'm listening to my mirror right now. Right? Oh I'm my like, god! Oh, you're speaking it out of. My... Wait, were we both adopted from a Brazilian parents <laughs> and we're actually siblings? How crazy would that be? Right? That would be trippy. I technically do have a half sister that I never met. So. Oh my god, soil. <laughs> do you ever go back to Brazil? I haven't been back since I left. My biological father's wow. there. I left when I was nine. I'm thirty. Three, thirty-four now, so that was a while yeah. ago. Oh my god, you're so old. Ew, yeah. I'm thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back. Yeah. Um, I think just because my immediate family all lived here. Yeah. And then it took a while for me to get my green card, and when I did, I got to go to other places. I just never. I think for a while I didn't have the money and didn't have the motivation because me and my biological father aren't that close. Mm-hmm. Which that came up at a seminar I went through a few months ago. Wow. And all of a sudden, they had this exercise where they yeah. made you. Um, Everybody in the room had a point to somebody else in the room that they had a problem with. And then the teacher would pass around a mic and we would talk about why we think we have a problem with that person. It was a crazy exercise. Yeah. And then I pointed to this guy. I don't know why. He was giving me weird vibes. And yeah. I was like, mm, I think I don't like yeah. that guy. And then when the teacher gave me the mic, I was like, he kind of reminds me of my biological <gasps> father. And then I was like, oh. As you're saying it's yeah. slowly fine. And I'm like, no. And then like the whole class went into a thing. And then I realized that, because um, he has the same name as me too. He has the name Helton. And maybe was that's why I go by Brazil. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. So now you're like figuring hearing, it out. Yeah. That's why I don't like hearing my regular name. Because yeah. it, maybe it reminds me of him. I mean, the clarity yeah. now of that like can lead you to whatever thing else is holding you back. Like we don't even know the things that kind of hold us back. You know we what don't. I mean? Like What's the holding traumas. You back, you think? I had some. I had some like holding back from like a, an old relationship. I had some holding back from like old rejections, feeling rejected. Like moving to the states and not speaking English and being in like a small town and see, oh my, god, that dog. You good? You good? Roger you drunk? Um. Like it was was holding me back, and then also like a lot of stuff within comedy was holding me back. Like yeah. feeling like it was kind of like that broy bro club. Like I couldn't really fully do what I wanted to do. How like, was it dealing with that? Was it that weird was kind of hard girl for me? It was world? like I didn't even really realize it was hard until like right at, like middle of the pandemic when I like people started to get canceled. Like a lot of big names started to get canceled. Yeah, and I started to realize like oh I was always kind of aware this stuff was happening, but like never really talked about it. Yeah. And then I felt like this weird freedom afterwards of like, oh, it doesn't have to be this place. Like, like I don't have don't to have, have to this relationship. Yeah. yeah, like I can just like do this whenever I want. Like I don't have to keep up with like whatever this thing is. Like keep up with the clicks. Yeah, like I don't have to be friends with these bros that I don't fucking like. Like I can tell them to <laughs> fuck off and like tell people that they're bad people. Like I felt this weird nervous. Like wow. Well, I you know like I can imagine. Yeah. You're kind of trauma bonded to a lot of these people because you went through like starting comedy together and you know going through the trenches of comedy together. Blah 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 blah. You know. But then finally I'm like, oh no, that dude's a fucking asshole. Like I don't want to be on a show with him. Like I can find. I'm finally like feeling like and I can say and do those things, which is like. Wow. Are a lot yeah. of the gatekeepers friendly to you for being yeah. a female comedy? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of people who are really wonderful to me, obviously. I wouldn't be here, you know? Yeah. And for every shitty person, there's three incredible people. Like, everybody thinks the store is, like, this super dark place. But to me, it's not like I go there and I'm like, it's my family. Like, there's so many great 
I have yeah. so many bad memories Brazil. and so many good memories. Lay down. You know? Yes. Like oh, both. Like a Brazilito. He, he makes an appearance on every podcast somehow, nice. somewhere. Brazi, come here. Come. Every single episode, he made, he's made an appearance. Okay, lay down. Good boy. Oh, good boy. Good boy. <laughs> he's like, oh, look at that look he's giving me. He's like, oh. He's like, are you done? <laughs> Who the fuck is this bitch? You said you have a dog too? I have a dog, Cheryl. Yeah. Cheryl, I talk about her nonstop. <laughs> She's my best friend. I masturbated in front of her two days ago. I did feel, I feel, I'm still feeling like weird about it today. Like I, How she do you looked feel at about me holding and I was like, eye contact with your dog. <laughs> I don't look straight at her, but, but sometimes she, I'll catch her. Yeah. I was like trying to close my eyes, like, but because I don't want, if I kick her out, she's going to be scratching at the door, which is yes. even worse, you know? So I'm like, it's happening. <laughs> but if she hears my boyfriend, I even like, she like leaves the room immediately. Oh, she leaves the room. Yeah. She doesn't if, try to get. No. Oh, see, he tries to get in the middle of it. Like whenever I, I give somebody a kiss, like literally, he'll go and come in. He'll and be like, he'll be like, hey, what about me? Hey, what? Try to sneak hey. in. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, she's like, I don't want any part of this shit. She gets out. <laughs> I want to be a dog. I mean, God, dreams. The life. So I'm just, I'm just trying to live my life more as a dog. <laughs> right. Basically. You know when they give those big sighs, they're like. <sighs> yeah. It's like, yo, you don't got to pay rent here. <laughs> you don't do shit. Actually, I pick up your shit yeah, every day. Quite literally. But the love. Mm. Did you do you see that dog on Instagram that she taught him how to communicate with these little buttons? No. I forget the name. I'm bad with the reference, but like, yeah, she, like bed and out, park, eat, food, like all this stuff. You're kidding me. Lucy, I want to say, is the dog's That's name. That's amazing. Yeah, it's kind of beautiful. You should be able to like call your dog. There should be like a little thing where you call from. You could do that. Yeah. There's a treat thing. But then can, call can, in. can they call you? Can the dog press a button and then you have a receiving wow. phone call? Wow. I mean, don't talk about this here. You got to patent this shit right? immediately. Like, hold on, my dog's my calling dog's me. My dog's calling me again. <laughs> she should be calling me every day, all day. You know. <laughs> She's calling again. Yeah. When are you going to be home? She smothers home? me like in my sleep, but it's like kind of my fault because like I taught her how to do that. You know what I mean? I'm like, come sleep with me in my ass. Come on, closer. Like I just love her like so close. Oh, I'm the same way. He's a full, total cuddle buddy. I like um, that. He can actually be like a real emotional support animal. Like my mm -hmm. dog is just a bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Well, he's not an official service dog. We just got um, like this thing online so that he could fly with us. Yeah, same, 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 same. Yeah. You got to fly with your dog. Of course. I would yeah. never put him under the plane. No, That's, never. That's I, so... I, I, no. Me too. I don't understand no. how people can do it. Unless it's like you're traveling and you have... Like I would drive. I couldn't yeah. do it. Just leave him alone downstairs. No, no. That lady with the fucking peacock ruined it for all of us. It's so much harder now. Every time I hear peacock, I think of Sebastian's joke. You know, what? stand up. When he's like, like, they bring up yeah. peacock. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. He's like one of the people, like when people ask, like, who are your favorite comics? Like, Sebastian, for sure. How is he as a person? Yeah, he's just lovely. Like, he was one of the guy, big guys, like, who was like coming up when I started. So yeah. that's somebody that I've like. Oh, so you've been doing this for a minute. Yeah, I'm, this is going to be my 15th. Year doing stand up. Wow. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. You've been in the game. It's, I've been through it. <laughs> I don't really have like the big accolades, you know? So it's hard. Like, cause like even Bill Burr was like a huge comic before people really knew yeah. who he was, like within the stand up. He was world. big in the comedy world, but before he yeah. was big in the yeah. pop Which world. Yeah, which I'm, you know, now internet has changed. Well, you seem seasoned because when I saw you on stage, oh, thanks, it man. was, it was solid. I still have, I, I, I'm, I feel comfortable, but I want to go to the next level. I want to be undeniable. You know, where people like can't say like she's not funny. Like, well, these things say otherwise. You know what I mean? We always want that. And do you think you're gonna grind harder on the acting side or the comedy side? I'm I'm kind of like working on both in different ways right now. Still grinding away at all of it, but just not like. 
How often do you do night. comedy? Like, huh? what, what's your reps? Like, in the next two months, how often are you going to do stand-up? Um, I'm taking this week off. I already did. Like, because you, you put in your availability on Monday. So, like, the club asks you, like, can you do this weekend? So you go, like, yes, no. Um, so I took off this week. And I'll, I'll grind probably every day next week or three, four shows next week just to get oh, some wow. reps in. Yeah. Do you hit different clubs? Yeah. I, the Comedy Store is my main club and then Factory Improv. I love the process yeah. of it because, you know, musicians, they, they put out an album first and then they tour it. Yeah. But comedians are the complete opposite. You guys yeah. tour it first and then you finish it. You close it. When you record the special, Yeah. you kind of put that to bed. You don't tour the special again. Yeah, I just finished, like, the special because I was like, I need to graduate from these, like, pussy poo-poo <laughs> jokes, you Does know? Does it have the, the, the stuff that we saw at the comedy store? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I just finished it and, like, the big thing is trying new shit, but you know how it is trying new shit. Yeah. And you're like, I know this thing works. Like, <laughs> so you kind of have to sandwich it in between, slip it in little by little, little by little. So you have a little bit of what works. Yeah. Sandwich you start it with and a and joke you that you know works or some crowd work and then you put in a new joke, feel it out and then go back to old material. You know, and so do you have like a plan? Like what if a joke is going horribly? Do you have like a transition? Like, okay, if this joke sinks... I have a pick-me-up. Jokes don't really sink that way anymore because okay. you know their work, right? Okay. So, like, it's really about, like, reacting to hell. Mm. It's just, like, sometimes a joke won't work that you know works really well or... Just for whatever reason. Maybe it just wasn't that nice. Yeah, it's hard. Joke. But you can always recover. You know what I mean? If you've been seasoned, like, there's nothing... Like, I can... I will never have, like, a fully silent... Like, I can always win them back, I feel right. like. With, like, music, it's the same thing. Like, you know, we can really feel they're into it, and then you kind of lose them, mm -hmm. and you panic, and you're like, and that you still, you lose them even more. But yeah. if you, like, take a breath, and you, like, start it again, you can, like, kind of hop on the way. It's like a jump rope, like, double. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, you kind of have to, like. You're, like, eh, in a rhythm eh, with eh, the eh, audience. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, yeah, I can jump back in here. Like. Because so, sometimes even when yeah. it's not funny, it's funny. Sometimes exactly. it's funny because it's not funny. Yeah, so if you're in the moment, like, that's the win. Like, I never really have a set where I'm like, oh, that was a bad set, unless I was, like, two in my head, or, like, I wasn't present, like. So the bad set is, is that you had a bad process in that set. Maybe, yes. like, like, you felt that I didn't you weren't enjoy present. It. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm not ground, if I'm not grounded and I'm not, like, there, like, and I don't react to things happening in real time, then I'm like, Ugh, that was a shitty set, like. It's funny. It's just like those um, those uh, famous inspirational sports movies. They're like, it's not about the score. It's about how you play the game. Yeah. It's about how you tell that dick joke, dude. <laughs> it's about how you feel when you talk about that gaping asshole. You know? Yeah. Like, were you present I, during I, the asshole joke? But I just also, I, yeah, I just like, I like fucking with people. Like, so that's my favorite. And I hate when people fuck with me when I go to shows. I'm like, don't talk to me. Like, I love drag queens. I'm like, no, no, no don't talk to me. Like, I hate it. Does your family support you? In oh, your... yeah, yeah. My dad, my mom, my, my mom was like an actress really early on. She oh, was like really? the Marlboro lady. No shit. Well, she was pregnant with me, like smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, mom. You're acting. I'm just kidding. Um, and my dad was really into comedy, like I said. And yeah, my sister is like, actually like way funnier than me, but like didn't, uh, you know, didn't go for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're really, support I mean, they're sick of it now. Like there's not <laughs> anything really exciting. I peaked, you know, already when I did. <laughs> Like my first TV thing, they were like, whoa. And then now it's kind of done. Now you get used to it. <laughs> yeah, they like the commercials because other people see them. And they're like, blah, 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 I saw you in a commercial. You know, like, sick. Um, um, yeah. How about your relationship? How'd you meet him? It's kind of fun, funny you have story. a very beautiful guy. He's beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Maybe did you hear that? You guys He'll listen to you this. You guys are beautiful together. Oh, thank you. Um, you guys too. <coughs> um, he, it's kind of, okay, long story short, when I hosted The Soup, I made fun of him. On a like he, I met, I saw his clip, and made fun of it, and then we connected online. No shit. Yeah. What was his clip? He was oh, fuck. This is so embarrassing. He was on Temptation Island. 
which is like the STD of reality shows. I think I made fun of it on stage with you guys. And uh, he did this like really douchey, like you know how they do the intros? They're like, what's up? I'm blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. like, yeah. So he had a really douchey intro and we were like, whoa, sick. Who's this fucking, you know? <laughs> and is he like that in real life? No, not at all. He's a super intelligent finance guy. Like, Did they make brainiac. him, did they give yeah. him direction? Yeah, they told him like, say this line and he'd like said it oh, word really? for word. They fed him a full. Yeah, because, so he's like a finance guy. He had just gotten through a breakup and mm. he was on Hinge. And some casting director was like, hey, would you want to do this reality show? And he's like, YOLO, of course. Holy you know, shit. he's like a hot dude living in Texas. He's Is, like, was it fully scripted? What? All the way, was everybody scripted on those reality shows? Oh, yeah. It's very, things are very overproduced. They're definitely like, you know, they edge him and they like push him. Like, like he, he kissed this girl in this hot tub and they're like, kiss her, kiss her, like <laughs> off the edge. And he's like, they like have this like awkward kiss. Um, oh, and then shit. he gets kicked off. Exposed. Exposed. <laughs> reality TV. I'll never work. Um, so you made fun of him. Made fun of him. And, and I wasn't running my social media at the time because the soup was paying you? for it. So he like tweeted something about like, if you like cute, like douchey D Disney princess, something, some, something douchey that I did not see. And it was like a couple days and the, and COVID was like starting to kind of come around. And, and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to FaceTime him, like a DM him and then FaceTime him. And then we were just like, not all day talking on the phone, like no shit. every day, all day. Cause it was COVID at the time now. And um, yeah, and then the what rest of history is crazy. Two years. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Wow. Yeah, it's all from nuts. you making fun of him. Yeah, we have this video where it's like, because I make some joke about like his armpits being hairy. Yeah. Like a non. Give a little more distance there. Oh, uh -huh. thank you. Yep. Um, I'm worried that this is going to make me like chunks. <laughs> um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I'm, so I made fun of him on the show. Oh, it was like something about like him having long armpit hair. Yeah. And then it cuts to this video of me like shaving his ass. We're like, we did it. <laughs> you guys look fun. Yeah, we're fun. He's great. He's like very supportive and like very positive. And I'm the one that's like a curmudgeon, you know? Right. So yeah, so now I shave his ass. It's great. We're doing good. <laughs> Do you find it better dating somebody who's not in the entertainment industry? Yes. Why? <laughs> um, I just, my rule is like one, one headshot per relationship. <laughs> I learned it the hard way. Like in the beginning, they wanted me like the E wanted me to, us to do some. Oh, it was like that couple show. It was like Kevin Hart's. Like remember that was like couple challenges from people's houses. It was like the game. I don't know. Do you do you remember? Did you see it? Kevin Hart did a show like that. Yeah, Kevin Hart did a show where it was like couples playing games from their house, like okay. in, via Zoom, and we were like on hold to be on it. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Like I just I there's I've wanted to keep it more private. He's a lot more like open. He puts stuff on social media and stuff a lot more than I do with yeah. relationship stuff. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, because being in entertainment is such a weird field. It's not yeah. normal, the lifestyle and the hours and yeah. the energy running through and it. And we shouldn't know so much. Like, remember when we didn't know about celebrities and that's what was so, like, juicy about yeah, it? Yeah, mystery. Like, yeah, like, rumors that were, like, gossip, but nobody knew they were real. Like, right. you know, like, Marilyn Manson taking out a rib to suck his own dick. Like, <laughs> didn't we all know that? Like, why? <laughs> I miss those days. I miss the days of like under information when you knew a fact and it wasn't because you Googled it. Yeah. Like you memorize phone numbers and. Do you think you'll get married to him? Why, why you gotta ask that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not really like big on marriage. I'm not like really like. Conceptually. Yeah. But like I am, I would like to have a baby with yeah. him because he's so pretty and he's And so they're sweet. not synonymous, right? Like as in like no. having a baby and being married. I don't care. Like who cares? You're not religious? I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same but way. not religious. Like I don't feel like I'll be damned by any god or 
any like, and I don't think in my family would be like, oh, a fat little baby. I don't want, like I was at my parents' wedding. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we care about Less that. Let's just be I was at my parents' wedding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I got wasted at my parents' wedding. Yeah, I was too. Um, but yeah, I don't care about that stuff. I don't know. I mean, wow, big questions. I don't know. Yeah. This is supposed to be an entertaining podcast. You want to talk about my marriage? <laughs> it's entertaining for me. <laughs> yeah, me squirming. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. Day by day. I Well, I feel the same way. I'm not in a pressure. Like, I believe I can love somebody forever. Like, I, I believe yeah. that that's possible to love some, like, and to be with somebody for a long time, but to contractually bound it. It's not necessary. Yeah. It doesn't bring me closer to God. It, it doesn't yeah. mean I love you more. Yeah. If I like I, to throw a party. it feels like it's know? like, uh, now it's because I have to instead of I get to. Yeah, right. How about this? I could leave, but I don't. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't. And yeah, I don't know. I feel good. We're in a good spot. I feel like we balance each other. He's very calm. He's calm and I'm like chaotic. And so it's a good balance. Yeah. Did you ever used to date people that were not calm? That were also yes. chaotic like you? Yeah, I was in an eight-year relationship with another comic that was just like, it was just chaos. Like, we lived very hard life, very yeah. exciting, crazy life for eight years, but yeah. not sustainable. It's not. Mm -mm. It may yeah. be attractive at first, you're like, oh, they're just like me. But yeah. you actually need somebody who's kind of like the opposite of you I know. In a bit to balance you out. Right, you know how people write lists yeah. of like people like, this is the perf my perfect man. I'm like, write that list and then rip it up because the person that you want and the person that you need are like completely different people. Yeah. Like, you know, like That's I never wanted line. to meet somebody. Like I was on TV, I had a, sh I had a billboard. I was like, I can fuck anybody I want. Like, <laughs> and I just reached out to him thinking like, oh, I'll fuck this guy once. It'll be so fun, you know? Yeah. And then I'm... We really got along. Like I just knew. Like I felt like I knew him right away. Like immediately, right wow. away. We just were like. You felt like like familiarity with. Yeah. Him. Like again, when I feel that feeling, it's like it's over for me. Like once I know, it's like it's done. And he's yeah, he's amazing. He's a good good dad to my dog. Aww. Good dog dad. He's That's sweet. really good. And he's so strong. Like he can pick me up when we fuck. It's stuff. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Congrats to you. Thanks. Yeah. He doesn't eat vegetables, but we're working on it. <laughs> That's the downfall. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Like when no we broccoli. order food, it's like from two different places. Like that's rough, but we're Are working you on it. Food? No, I, but I don't really eat. Like I basically vegan all week. Oh, really? And then I cheat on the weekends. Yeah. Just because stomach stuff, not because I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> not that I want animals murdered uh, to their death or mistreated, but um, can yeah. you be murdered not to the death? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> you know how people say, like, you can't, like, if you eat an animal, you're eating, like, their fear? Because, yeah. like, right before they're shot, they're, like, scared. Yeah. But what about the animals that are, like, fucking shoot me in the fucking I dare you. Yeah, right? And you're eating their, and then they get their shot. Their confidence. Yeah, it's so like... now you're eating their confidence. I love meat, obviously. <laughs> but, like, I, my body, like, can't, like, digest it as much anymore. Like, as I've really? gotten older, my body's been, like, eh, eh. Not even chicken? I, I do it on the weekends, like, I'll, I'll party, you know? Party to you, meat, I get, like, eating, fried eating meat in the weekends. Yeah, I That's get your fried party. chicken. Listen, uh, I'm gonna party. I'm gonna go yeah, hard. I am. I'm wings. like, I'm gonna eat gluten. <laughs> Watch out. Um, but I just had a colonoscopy like three days ago, so that's where I'm at. How was that? That was fun. It was actually fun. No, the whole thing was like prepping for it. Have you ever had one? No, I feel like I need one. So they give you these pills that make you just like poop everything out because they have to. You have to clean your yeah, colon, like a laxative almost ahead of time. Yeah, it's like these pills that basically pull everything out of your colon so it gets to the point where you're just peeing out of your butt. Like literally, I'm not exaggerating, like every three or four minutes you have to run to the bathroom to pee out of your butt. Like it's, it sounds like pee. Like, it's like what happens when I have coffee? No, like it's not, no, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's clear at this point. It's pee. And so that's really rough and you can't eat anything like the full first day before it. Wow. 
and you can't even drink water that morning. So I was like, I was really fucked up because I trained really hard that day too, and oh, like. Shit. And then, and I got my, I got my period like the day, right the day after. So I was like, the whole thing was kind of like, Ugh. but the sedative they gave me and I came home, I slept. It was so delicious. Like I just slept so hard. It was nice. Um, so get your butts checked, everybody. So, yeah. So go in, get, you know, Coachella is expensive, but a colonoscopy is covered by insurance. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> that should be a billboard before Coachella. Get your assholes clean. But that's like porn stars when they do butt stuff. They can't eat purple, red, or blue stuff. Because it squirts out. What about green stuff? <laughs> Digest it. Really? Yeah. If it's green, it's okay. Yeah. If it's green, you're clean. What if it's yellow? It's mellow. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's brown? Uh, get out of town. <laughs> you can't do dark stuff. What if it's maroon? Uh, you're a buffoon. <laughs> We're not doing this. Yeah, no, you can't do dark colors. You never heard of that? No. Porn stars can't eat that stuff. I, I figured they, they had to not eat a lot before yeah. doing anal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's got to be a hard job. I think about that all the time. Like I was watching that girl from Euphoria, the really cute one, uh, Chloe, Ch Cl the one that plays like the porn star, or who is a porn star who played like the girl from the Big Lips, blonde. Oh, she's a porn star? She is a porn star. Get out of here. Yeah. So what? I, me too. I was like, because I was like watching her videos. I was like, oh, this is a little naughty. I'm like, she do porn? And then I was like, she does. And she's talking about how like, yeah, me too. Like that's how he found her. The director like loved her porn. And I watched it. It's pretty fucking great. She's a squirter. And I, she's talking about how she just couldn't mentally get through a job that was like bartending or waiting, but like sex work was something that she could get through and how like, you know, people put so, so much negativity towards it, but it's like, she, that's how she could perform. That's what she felt like she had the ability to do. And like for people to go like, well, that's gross. Or that's like so fucked up. Cause it's like to her in her eyes, like being a waiter is like, ew. So yeah. like, and I think there's such a negative connotation to sex. Here yeah. In sex workers, especially. Like, yeah. Isn't sex like the only thing we technically have to do to keep going as a species? Literally. Like, yeah. We don't have to do almost anything else that we do, but if nobody had sex again, the whole thing would stop. We'd be done. Yeah. No, I, that's why I love talking about it as a, because it's so relatable. Yeah. It's so taboo. Like you can feel people being like me. I don't. Cut to they're like at home sucking their partner's toes. You know, I'm like, you do. Like we all yeah. do. Everybody like, tries to pretend like they don't have a sexual side. It's like it's almost like a, there's a repressed sexual energy yeah. in people's public identity here. Yeah, and then they hate people <laughs> who are really open about sex because yeah. there is like this thing where like this jealousy of their freedom, right? Like, yeah, I have. I'm jealous of people who are like naked all the time. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I wish I could be a little more open like it's that. But I'm starting to be, free. to be. Yes, exactly. Like, I'm trying to be more free and not be like. But if I did this, like result based, you know, versus being processed, experience yeah, based. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about monogamy? Um, I'm into it. Like, I'm. I feel like I have a lot of friends who are you know, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, ethical non-monogamous. Yeah. And there's just like so much talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, talk throughout. Like, hey, we're gonna do that. Like, it's a real thing. Like, they're just always talking and like, you know. I'm happy with this one person right now. Like, if I make out with a girl at a party, he, he would be cool with it. Right. If I make out with a dude, no. Yeah. So I know that, and I would never cross the boundary of the person I'm with that I love. So that's our understanding, you know? But, yeah. like, I don't know. I, I just feel like to be, like, in an open... It's just so many rules. Like, it's too much for me. Too much work. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you guys... What about you? Um, I've had different experiences with yeah. it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's all complicated. I think it's hard one way or another. 
yeah. I feel like fundamentally it's more about communication, right? And being honest about what you want and what the other person wants. Yeah. If that results in being open, results in being non-open, I guess I'm open to either side. You know right. what I mean? It's yeah. Like, I guess I just don't want to do something just because it's what society tells me to do. Right, like the monogamy thing, being right. like you have to be with one person. Like, But at the same time, it's equally lazy to say I'm not going to do it just because society says right, it. Right, right. Because yeah. maybe society was onto something with it. Yeah, some things like this works. Let's yeah. stick to this. Um, I felt that way about like yeah. nine to fives. I felt like being a creative my whole life. I was always like, fuck a nine to five. I'm a creative person. Yeah. And now I'm getting older. I'm like, I should really have a schedule, shouldn't I? Me too. I I love schedules. Maybe I should start around nine, maybe end around five. That sounds like a good idea, right? (laughs) But fuck those other guys. Yeah, exactly. They don't fucking know what they're doing. I'm doing it because I want to do it, not because you guys said it. (laughs) I'm getting lip gloss. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do fight some of the things. Like, I'm like, you fucking sheep. Like, people that, like, you know, these big name, co- like, I would be on the road a lot, and people would be like, oh, you know, Dane Cook? I'm like, fuck you, dumb fuck. <laughs> but besides right. that, I'm like, let everybody have their thing, you know? You know, it's like, people might dislike you, right? Or, like, dislike something, but it's not the, because of the same reasons you dislike it. Like, everything that we love or hate is colored by so many of our specific experiences like how do we even as humans agree on anything like we see this color differently like we smell this differently like it evokes different things within us so it's like how can we even agree on anything is what's trippy to me like yeah and and like the really nothing really controls our emotions because two people can go to the same game and feel two different ways at the end of the game they're like had the best time in my life had the worst time in my life same event yeah different interpretations yeah it's like and you watch you know, a movie and then you read the, like what the critic thought. And it's like, why does this critic's opinion matter? So like some grumpy man who never has actually done it himself. Like, and I'm going through comedy class, which is hard for my (laughs) ego. Right. Cause I've been doing this forever. Like I do it professionally. I feel like if I like really focus on it, I you know, maybe could be a little further along, but like there is that part of me that that there's so much, I still want to learn and like, you know, understand understand about it as like an art form yeah that it's like it's okay for me to be there and like relearn things like i wish i had done it 10 years ago like i wish i had positive camaraderie around comedy versus like other dudes who were like you're not fuckable and me being like what um you know like it was very competitive um but like to do it now it is really interesting seeing me be like fuck that like i know how to fucking do being like no right like just listen to how they do it yeah, because like, even if they give you, you one little nugget of information. That's all you need to fly, right? Yeah. Like, but you have to like be open to like hearing and that. you got to balance that and out. And it's hard. Like the first hour of class, I'm like, fuck, just fuck. Like, and then I'm like, like I, I really love do them. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. by the end, I'm like, this is great. Like I, I love, you know, like it, I, it's yeah, interesting. reconnecting to that inner child student. It's why I love acting because <clears throat> I love being in a class environment. Like I forgot that I love like homework and like, Cause I used to just like, I got to the point where I was just memorizing shit and being like, okay, we did it. So I'm done. I can smoke a joint. Like now being like, I spent all morning on something like really like feeling it and like imagining it and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like as crazy as uh, we think we are, or we'd like to think we are yeah. as artists or as creative people, yeah. uh, we really like structure too. Yeah, we do. Right? Like, I feel like I'm so variety driven. I'm like, oh, yeah. my mind's everywhere. But yeah. actually, I work better when I just have a plan, <laughs> when I have an environment. Yeah. And like you said, you were like paying, you know, to take these classes, right? To almost like force you to do the process properly. Yeah. I'm the same way with like my business. Like, I have um, like this like business coach. It's like a results coach, basically. It's a, what is it called? Uh, when they make you do something at like a, 
Oh my God. Hold like, you accountable. Like, like, accountability. accountability coach. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, r- the real benefit of it is that I would feel shitty paying this person and then not doing it. Ex- that's how I feel. Once money is involved, I'm like, nope, too Jewy. Like I'm I really paid for just it already. leveraging yeah. myself to make sure I do it. Isn't that funny? Like yeah. I had to pay, yeah, like all this money for this class to do what I should have been doing all along. <laughs> and it's also harder to let go of like, why didn't I do this before? Like, should have, would have, could have. So oh, many... all these tapes I turned oh, in were so God. bad. Like, I should have been doing that. Like, they already have a bad impression of me. So, like, <laughs> letting go also of that is, like, yeah. part of my process right now. Like, fuck it, that's who I was then. That's what I could do then. This is what I could do now. Like, Yeah, we have to, like, forward. kind of let go of that shame that we could hold on. A lot of times, because I notice everything I do wrong in a project. Right? Oh, yeah. I'm always like, oh, people are like, good job. I'm like, yeah, but you don't see the 10 things that went wrong. And then, yeah, me too, but like, I could have done it. Yeah, like, eh. and then you stack yeah. so many of those that eventually you're like, am I even good? <laughs> but yeah. you, ha- you have to like let go of that and be like, you know what? It it's got hard. me here. Yeah, like the musical's hard because I recorded it because I only had this like tiny amount of time with this band, right? So I did it, jam in the van. It was like maybe like everybody's wearing a mask. It was like still COVID. Yeah. Like, and was then that I, weird, not seeing facial expressions? They took them, like, some people took it off for the show. Like, enough yeah. people that, <gasps> there's a chigger right there. A what? A chigger. You've never heard of those? What's that? It's like a little tiny red bug. They get under skin. A chigger? They live in plants. Well, these are fake plants. A chigger? You've never heard of a chigger? A chigger? <laughs> I feel like you're it's fucking like a, with me. It's I swear chigger. I'm not. It's a tiny little red bug, and it goes under skin. You have to kill it with nail polish. And they live in, like, plants or, like, soil. Oh. Well, yeah. shit. I just saw one earlier today. I'm like, are they on me? Yeah, you bring <laughs> these things bringing? into my place. <laughs> am, am I like <laughs> We need to quarantine her and spray yeah, her yeah. down before ah, the next interview. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, they're harmless. Um, Who's a good actress do you look up to? Who? Parker Posey. Who's that? Tony Collette. Oh, my gosh. What? Parker Posey, Waiting for Guffman. Like, all the Christopher Guest films. She's like in a... Drunk in 1995. She's in, okay, uh, 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 no? Oh, Tony Collette. That's uh, Mrs. Collette's daughter. Is that his person? <laughs> are you making <laughs> no, a joke? No. Don't do it. Um, those are probably my two like people that I really look up to. But I just I Is there's there... so many actors that are I just am like mesmerized by like the amount of work they put in. Like I'm working with this guy now that works with Lupita. Yeah. You know, and she's just brilliant. She's another person that just like. So I'm I'm trying to get that to that point where I like go like I am a good actress like I'm good I didn't just like book this because I knew somebody or you know like really putting in the work. Do you feel like if you book something and you think you didn't put in the work, does it like not count? No, I love a straight offer. I'm like I deserve this. I put in the work. Even but, if they just hired you, they're like, oh, she's pretty. Let's put her for the role. I mean, I fuck that does not happen. But if that did happen, I would never be like, well, I just got this because I'm pretty. Like I would that thought would never. Okay. <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever come to my mind. Um, but yeah, that's it's a frustration. Not booking stuff is frustrating, especially when you really like work on something yeah. and you like put your whole like vulnerability. Vulnerability is hard to show, even though. I'm sure you're supposed to an audition or something, right? You have yeah, to like today there was there. like kind of a one that you, where I had to cry. And, uh, oh no, my hair got undid it. Um, I hope it wasn't too fucked up when it fell out. But uh, I had to cry for it and it was like, 
it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't hard to cry, but I kind of like smile when I like when I'm sad. I kind of get this like face. It looks kind of looks like a smile in re- in real life. Yeah, yeah, like so. I was watching myself and I was feeling really emotional when I did it. I did it like a few times with a coach, and then I rewatched it. And I was like, it kind of looks like I'm fucking smiling. What do you? What is like, your even process though of, I was really in it, like. Or what's your process of crying on command? Um, if I have to cry on command, it's breath yeah. work. Like, <laughs> like today, what did you do? Did you focus on anything particular? Today, did you I think was sad thinking thoughts. Today, right before I started, I kind of thought about something that upset me, and then I was just trying to feel the thoughts that I like gave myself for the scene. Like, what do I want? What do I need? Where am I? You know, those things, kind of a thing. That's that's those are acting questions. Yeah. Right? As in like what does my character want? What does my character Yeah, need? yeah, yeah. Got it. But yeah. still how do you evoke the tears? Is it just do you think the breath work is the biggest part of breath it? Breath work, yeah. Like like you know when you just like and when you scream sometimes it makes you wanna cry, or like when you talk about something like this, it makes you wanna cry. So it's all like physical for me in that way. Or you can like and you can add a little water in your eyes to like get it going. Yeah. Do yeah. you think that when we cry for real? Yeah. We're more so crying because we're doing those same things unconsciously. That we think that subconsciously, in the scene of my life, I have permission to cry now, so I'm going to do the same exercise I do when I'm acting. I think it's almost like a physical response to like being overwhelmed, or like a mm. release. Maybe it's like more of a release. Yeah, it's a release. It's like a. Yeah. It's like an I come. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. After yeah. I cry, I feel so good. It's such a release. Like yeah. when you're really cry, you kind of feel exhausted when you've yes. been crying for a long time. Yeah, it's needed. Yeah. It's a release. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so maybe maybe it's a similar feeling of like b- breath building up and stuff like that, but I think it's different in the way that you like need to release a thought or you, there's something that there's when a thought real. that's re- yeah. Yeah. Cuz it yeah. might be like manifesting in from a while bubbling up and then you're just like But Ooh. I would love to like be better at that. Like that part oh, sorry, can you hit the mic? Like <laughs> I that I have friends who are like on command just tears like yeah yeah i've worked with some really incredible dramatic actors i love that yeah i think it's important for us to still be fans of people even when we're professionals oh my god i I work with people all the time you know people try to be like too cool no i'm in the industry you know i think sometimes people think that they come off important by talking about what's wrong with people they're like oh that movie that was just this you know it's like no you're allowed to say i fucking love that yeah. And be a super fan because it means yeah. that you appreciate that feeling that's coming through them. Yeah, I'm trying you know? to let that go because I see myself like, it's not that, they did that wrong. And I think that's because it's your own like. Well, you can have a fair assessment. Like yeah. I, I was at Coachella and I used to do visuals for artists before, like, yeah. the, like the background visuals. And I saw some people's sets that were just too much. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I wouldn't have done that. And I feel right. like that's fine, you know, but then I think. Just there's I, I've met some people that just refuse to be fans of anybody. Yeah. They just have criticisms for I know those everybody. people. Yeah, I get that. It's I like, know those really? people. It's everybody like, sucks but you. Yeah. <laughs> like I would love to have to be delusionally confident <laughs> like that. Like fucking everyone. I'm the fucking best. <laughs> What's that like, Tony Hinchcliffe? Um there's comics that are like definitely like that. And it's their tool that they, they need that they right. use to like move forward. Like some people are just like, I'm the best. I you know, and I'm just I've just never been like that. I've always been like, you got it. You know, <laughs> like, that's just how I operate. And that's okay, too. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite comics? David Tell, Sebastian, Maria Bamford, Sarah Silverman. Mm. Uh, I, mean, so, I mean, different people for different reasons. Like, I look up to a lot of people for, like, their business. You know, Joe Rogan, what he's created. Yeah. Like, But, you know, I, but then I watch certain people, and I feel really moved by, like, what they do, and I laugh, and it's, like, rare that I, like, Let's, actually let's laugh. Talk, let's talk about know? them. Let's talk about some of the ones you like. Sarah Ron Silverman. Ron is great. Sarah Silverman, I mean, she's brilliant. She's like the first woman that I ever saw talking about dirty stuff, but still being like, 
like a normal looking girl. Like, you know, there's it was either like a big black girl or like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a heavy set, like kind of dikey girl. Yeah. And like, and so I'd be like, I never really saw myself like within it. And then I saw Margaret Cho, who was like one of my first big influences, her in like this leather suit talking about how weird her family is. <laughs> and it was so relatable to me. She was the first person that I was like, whoa. And then Sarah Silverman, for sure. Talking about like her vagina and farts. And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> cool. Yeah, me too. I think certain comedians give you a different frequency, almost like music, right? Like there's a, there's like certain albums that don't sound good during the day. Certain albums are like nighttime albums, yeah, right? And I feel like I get different things from different comedians, right? Like when I go listen to like Dave Chappelle, I I, I think of him as almost like a Jay Z in that there's like coded messages about culture, right? In what he's definitely, saying, yeah. you know what I mean? He definitely has a very strong point of view, right? Like specifically about since the beginning, what he wanted to talk about was being a black man in America. The yeah. End. That's his storyline, yeah. And it depends on if I want to, if I'm in that mood. Yeah. I'm not always in the mood for um, that kind of comedy. Right. But in my, in my, as a fan, he's one of my favorites. It's just oh, yeah, he's brilliant. incredible. I mean, yeah. Then there's times where I just want to hear some silly goose. Yeah. I just want to hear people just be stupid. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. You know? And it's like, it depends on what frequency they want to vibrate at. Yeah. It's interesting. I, yeah, I think about it as music as well. A lot. What's of your comedy. frequency of comedy? I feel like I'm like energetic, almost frantic, like in feeling <laughs> a staccato jazz piece. <laughs> I don't know. I like to think that it's like upbeat, maybe like a maybe something you'd listen to at Zumba. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like to live in that frequency, but I look up to a lot of comics who are a lot more grounded. Like I'm jealous of the guys who are like the Jim Gaffigans who are like mm. work clean and like. You know, or yeah. like calm. Like I get so sweaty on stage. Like I'm really? Leslie Jones with a towel. Yeah, like the people that are like wearing jackets. I'm like, you're not drenched. Like, <laughs> I remember um, you used to do the the leather suits. Yeah, right? I would be. Dr I mean, he'd be sweating too. Like, move yeah. I just like moving around. Like I like physical. I've always been really attracted to physicality. So like, I feel like a lot of my comedy comes from like something. Like, like this is a funny thing. Why? What's funny about you know? What I mean, like using your body with it. Yeah, too. yeah, and I think that's what kind of like. People see me and they're like, oh, that's a nice girl. And then I'm like, Ugh! and they're like, oh, whoa, what the fuck? And then it gives like, the contrast. They're yeah. Like, whoa. And then they're like, oh, that. okay. Like, I think there's a, like, right away you come out as a woman, you know, and people are like, oh, she wants to fuck my boyfriend. It's a weird thought that women have like this defensive feeling. You can feel it. And then as soon as you're like sort of self deprecating and you're like, make him laugh once, they're like, you start to see them ease up. Like, I never thought of it that way. Like, you can see them like, you know, like when you can feel that energy and then it eases up like, oh, she talked about farting. That's fine. She doesn't want to fuck my boyfriend. Like she wants to hang out with him. Wow. Do you, you actually consciously think about that? Oh, you I feel it. Like if I'm dressed it. up, like I can feel a shift. Like if I'm just like in my glasses, like late at night, hair messy versus like I've never done stand up like in a skirt. Like right. I just wouldn't. Like I just started not wearing bras and being like, fuck it. Because <laughs> I was like, it's not professional. Like they're looking at my nipples and they're, they're not talking about listening to my joke about my nipples. Like. And you change it, so now you don't wear bras. Now I don't care. Now no, I'm like, I've gotten to a point where I'm look like, look at the nipples. Fuck yeah, it. I'm like, look at the nipples. Like, <laughs> they're barely there. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, everything's kind of changing. I'm like, just starting to be myself, which is crazy. You know, people say if you want to be good at any kind of creative art, it takes ten thousand hours of yeah. paying your dues, and you start to reach that with comedy if you're really doing it around, you know, ten, twelve years. And I honestly just started to like, like this next. 
special that I'm working on is going to be like my first thing that I go like I really worked on this and this is how I this is my current point of view you know and I love that so I'm believing in the journey finding your voice as they say yeah and it took so long you know like right some people have I mean I started with Gerard Carmichael like that group of people like some people were just kind of they knew who they were very early on and because I came from being an actress I was kind of a chameleon like I'll be whoever you want and so it was hard to kind of find because I just loved acting out. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just like acting things out. So that's yeah. kind of how I started. I didn't really have like a, I need to say this. Right. Feeling. But now um, you have that feeling. But now I'm starting to have that feeling. Yeah. You have more of an opinion and perspective on yeah. life. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's so trippy listening to you. And I'm almost talk. 40. It's like, fuck. Like, why do I wish I, I was like. I don't believe that. Come that's... on, folks. <laughs> close it up. <laughs> I'm upset that my little hair wraparound fell out. I'm like, damn it. It took me so long to do it. I, it's so interesting, right? Because I feel I can relate to you in so many ways. Like I've been doing this professionally for so long mm-hmm. and I've done things. My, right. my resume looks good, right. right? But I feel like I'm just now figuring out who I am as a creator. Wow, I feel like yeah. I've just been doing other people's projects that I got hired for. Mm-hmm. More so, right? Yeah. Like, like if you look at, if I die right now and you look at my videos, they don't say a lot about me. They just show that I did a good job doing that thing for that client. But yeah. there's not like my opinion on it. I was right. very much like what you said, a chameleon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you want? Yeah, like I'll do whatever you want. I'm flexible. Yeah. yeah. When I would do music videos, yeah. I wouldn't even give treatments to artists. I would just like hang out with them in the studio and just vibe. And we would yeah. just like, mm, I think you like this, right? Right. And Guide, I would feed more of a guider. It. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm like that too. I like guiding people like the right way, but yeah. I'm never like, I like this. Like yes. I've never been like that. Maybe that is a little bit of a like moving to a new country. Like Right, because we had to assimilate. We had to sort of assimilate, so that's like a, a special oh, I power. Think of it that yeah, I think way. about it all the time. Because, like, I never was like, I wish that from day one I was Jaji. Like, no, this is who I am. I'm Brazilian. Right. But instead, I was like, no, I'm Jade. I play lacrosse. Like, I wore double polo. I was like, what the fuck were you doing? Like, I really wanted to fit in. And I think that if I maybe would have stayed in Brazil, things would have been different. But then look at all the opportunities I had. Yeah. You know, I couldn't have had them. If I was in Brazil, like yeah. who knows what I would have ended up doing, but it's interesting. It all leads to, you know, whatever. So you have to trust it, but it's fuck. I don't, you know, I get really stuck on yeah. l- little things. Well, especially cause uh, you know, in the entertainment industry, there's no set timeline. Like if somebody says right. they want to be a doctor, you yeah. know, they're going to eat shit for several years going to school, it's going to suck, they're not going to have a lot of sleep, they're going to be in debt. You know that they're going to be in debt by the time they graduate to start being a doctor, right? It's like a part of the plan and then eventually they'll pay it off and make a lot of money, right? So so you're expected to eat shit for that like decade. But with artists, some people do pop off early. So it makes you think, oh, I could yeah, and I should. Like fucking Billy Ad- well, you yeah. look at the 15-year-olds and like the yeah. people on TikTok and you're like, what the fuck? Like they haven't paid any of their dues and nobody cares. Nobody you know cares. what I mean? Like, And then um, it's like, should I be doing this now? Should I do what everybody else likes? And then you're like, no, 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 no. But they, you know what? Nobody's going to just stay on top all the time. Like right. they're going to have to come back down. So like the reality is it's like ebbs and flows and you have to get used to the ebbs and flows. Like you have to be chill when it's down and you have to be chill when it's up. Because if you get to that would be believe ideal, me, <laughs> like the soup was like th- my dream job. It took me the whole, you know, 14, 15 years of being here, wow. literally five episodes and COVID hits. And it took me a long time to not feel like, wow, like why try? Why? Like I tried all that time to get there and it just dropped off like nothing. Like it never happened. But like that, looking at it like that is such a waste. Like yeah. it, that's just something that I did. It's like not who I am or like. Doesn't describe, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, man. It's about the perspective, yeah, bro. bro. It's about the journey, man. Yeah. Not the destination. But yeah, it was sick well, to have real, a pot like a, a the billboard was sick. Yeah. And because of COVID, they kept it up like way longer than they oh, needed to. Sick. I just would visit it and be like, what's up? Was that your first billboard? Yeah. Like with me, just me in it. Yeah. How did I feel? Like, let's just be straight up. Like when you saw it, you were like, Yo, I'm the shit. Like, yeah, dude. I was like, fucking, I'm the shit. It was yellow. It was like huge, like bigger than any other billboard. And it was like a block away from the comedy store. So it was like, oh, it was right there on Sunset? Yeah, yeah. It was like one of those long, like vertical ones. Oh, dude. And it was right across from Joe's Pizza, which is like a place where I would go and get free pizza, like at the end of my shifts. Yeah. So it was like a total circle of life moment. Like, you made it. it was cool, you know? <laughs> So to then that just like there was so much like like all these interviews it released in like thirteen different countries it was like such big shoes to fill and I just really wanted to prove myself and like I didn't get to so I feel that like, yeah, like I jacked it. off and then I didn't really get to come you know what I mean so I'm just like blue balling myself out of it slowly <laughs> oh, um, and being and building up for the next thing that I get to show people you know like I don't have to be showing people all the time like yeah. I can save it and go like now I'm showing you this. But it's nice that you had that moment, though, because it, it showed cool. you that it's... I mean, I know you've, yeah. you've already made it possible, yeah. but it's another little piece of validation. That, yeah. I think validation gets a bad rep as a word. Like, oh, you're just trying to get validation. Everybody needs some validation. Oh, I mean, instant gratification. That's why I love stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would I... I want to try the joke that night, get laugh, and be like, I did good, and, like, yeah. start it all over again. We need but that, right? To be it like, was you cool. know what? I can do this. I am worthy of yeah. being on a billboard. Yeah. And then once you get it, now it's part of your identity, right? You're the person who's worthy yeah. of being on the billboard. Right, so it's like that little thing, like, oh, that's possible. Like, sometimes you can't even really dream that big. You're like, could I actually do this? Like, yeah. Uh, but it was just such a cool experience. Like, I've learned so much, like, so much about what I want, what I don't want, how I want to be, what I want to be doing, what I care about. Like, Are you, did you notice yourself acting different now towards your new opportunities because of that? As in, like, did your self-worth change? Do you, like... Well, COVID, like, really was a bizarre... Because it was, like... It, yeah, yeah, COVID kind of, like, I feel like axed me out completely. Like, I'm just restarting to, like, figure out kind of who I want to be, what I want to do. But, like, COVID was a big... Because it was, like, it just ended. Right. Like, I'm working every single day, all day, every day. Promoting, flying everywhere. I had a 50-city tour that we, like, basically canceled. Holy shit. That I, like, rescheduled some of the places, but then it's, like, the soup's not on anymore, so, like, do they even give a fuck? You know, like... Yeah. And there's people who's just sucking your dick, and then the soup ends, and they're like, oh, is the show still going? And you're like, no, it's... If you were watching it, you would know that, no, it's not fucking going anymore, dude. Um, but, yeah, it was cool. It was a cool opportunity. I'm very grateful for it. I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. It was cool. It was cool. That's pretty dope. Brazilians yeah. making it in America. Right? One out of five hosts <laughs> of this like legendary, I mean, the shortest stint so far, but who cares? Nobody knows. It's like when you put up a show photo and you're like, great fucking show. Nobody knows. Yeah. So the people that went that night. So, What would uh, what message would you give to the young Jaji, young Jade? Like get out of comedy. Just get into like fashion or no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, just be more confident. Like- the things that you hate about yourself are the things that make you unique, you know? Oh, my God, mm. like, this is, like, that Say moment. Say it again. And RuPaul's drag, drag Race, where they do, like, what would you tell four-year-old Billy? Yeah. Do you know what oh, I'm Was that a question they ask on that? Yeah, like, oh, on the finale. Yeah. Like, what would you tell your younger self? Like, but, yeah, I wish that I stayed true to, like, who I knew I was instead of, like, always wanting to fit in. Mm. And that I kept my name Jaji because that would have been so much cooler. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think we didn't have a confidence? And probably less tanning beds. <laughs> Why do you think you weren't confident? Because I was just like, I didn't even speak the English. Like, 
the English language. You mm. know what I mean? Like I was an ESL kid in a place where they were like, what's it like to wear shoes? Like it was like they did not know anything about Brazil. And so I didn't I didn't feel like that pride for I, I wish I had more pride. Now I have so much pride. Like, And now I go back and I'm like, I'm Brazilian, right? And they're like, no, you're fucking white. Like what is wrong with you? And so I do feel like that gray zone thing is like a very real feeling that I feel all the time. Yeah. Like I'm a part of the comedy world, but I'm like, not nah. like I'm a part of the acting world, but I'm like, not nah. like I always feel like I have a, like one foot out the door, a little bit of a feeling. I feel the same way Yeah. <laughs> about so many things. Like, yeah. like I'm kind of in the skating world, kind of not kind of in the music world, not kind of not, you know, kind of in the dance world, kind of but not. But I think that's moving young. I think that's the thing Yeah. that goes with it. Yeah. I just like having like dabbling in all these different areas, you yeah. know? And then um, I, can, I have this friend group, and I can dip for a bit. Yeah. And then they miss me. Then I'm well, because you get here. to kind of reinvent yourself too, right? That's, yes. a, that's you're reinventing the trauma that you had because you had to reinvent yourself when you come to a new country. Oh, so am I reinventing the trauma every time you and are. making a new friend group? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that's a pattern, my friend. That'll be forty dollars. Um, but yeah, we recreate these things that make us that made us originally uncomfortable. They they become comforts for us, right? I'm always changing things. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, because I, I went to a different school every year growing up. My parents moved around so much doing ballet, yeah. so I always was the new kid everywhere. Yeah. It's just why, yeah, I like it. <laughs> I constantly switch French groups or balance It's not even them, that you I'm, like it. It's just it's like just, what you I know. I end up doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. what you subconsciously kind of end up doing because you're comfortable. Yeah. Uh, you're comfortable in that uncomfortableness, right? Like yes. I'm really comfortable with rejection, right? Like so even if I do really well in something, I immediately go like, but this part was wrong. Like, oh, I'm not going to get you're it. seeking the rejection a little bit to I feel almost comfortable. feel comfortable yeah. there. Like if I get it, like, oh, no, oh yeah. then there's a whole new set of worries I have to think about. So I'm, I'm very comfortable in that, like, like feeling that I'm trying to change that. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah, because like in the, during COVID was actually like a really good business year for me because I started selling like videos online. Yeah. Um, with partners. You sound Brazilian now. Online? Online. Online? Online. Online McDonald's. <laughs> and I finally started doing better financially, but I think yeah. I was so used to being stressed about money. That even yeah. though I was making more money, yeah. I was getting even more stressed. I was being like, oh, it's not enough. I might lose yeah. it all. Uh, yeah, I'm helping a, my mom with rent now. Oh that's my God. poor trauma. Yeah. That's poor trauma. Yeah. yeah. It's trippy. Like My I boyfriend's like, you can you can order a Postmates. Like, fucking do it. Like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, no, save money. You know, like, I have poor trauma too. Yeah. 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 But it's kind of, I kind of learned my lesson though. I'm happy I did. Right? Like, I'm happy there was this time like... Gosh, when was it now? Fuck, I guess it was four years ago. Yeah. Four years ago where, like, I lost all my money and oh, I had fuck. loaned money to, like, a friend that didn't pay it back. And I got well, like, think about it. You get out of it. You know what I mean? Like, like can you get out of it? You yeah. Know, like, you make it work. Like, there's never going to be a time that you're just like, I give up. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, now it's like, okay, I've, I felt what it's like to go all the way to, even though a resume looks amazing, it looks super flashy when you read it, like, I should be rich with all the people right? I've worked with. Yeah. And you're like, oh, but I'm evicted. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my ear. yeah, I lived in my car. Like, I did it the whole thing. Like, I was so broke when I first came to L.A. And I yeah. didn't want to, my parents to know. So they didn't know to the extent. You know, now it's coming out like, where were you? You know, and it's like, why didn't you tell us? Like, well, I didn't want to. How broke were you when you came to L.A.? What was your? I had like $100. Oh, and I had $150,000 in student loans. Fuck. Yeah. So I was really broke. Like, the first thing that literally changed my life was a McDonald's commercial. I did a McDonald's commercial. Brian Billow, best director ever. Um, and it was like a 15 and a 30 second. And it ran like a lot. And it, I like got my first apartment. Like residuals. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's amazing. So that was like the first, and then commercials were like really my bread and butter. Yeah. They continue to be, <laughs> uh, but like for a while I was like really working commercials for a while. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, I think you just, you know, when you're coming out here, you kind of can't wait till it's perfect. You can't wait till you have all the money saved up to move to LA. But you it's have never going to be, if yeah. you're going to be like. It's like having a baby. Like it's never going to be like, now is the time. Yeah. Like. You just got to do it if you want to do it, you know? I remember I moved here 11 years ago from Chicago, and uh, I was like, well, I'm broke in Chicago. Might as well be broke in L.A. <laughs> Came here with like one I tell my friends that too. I'm like, it's sunny at least. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're more likely yeah. to run into somebody who may also be working on something at Starbucks or whatever. But that's what it is. Like, it's all about like, if you just yes and yourself all day, like, yeah. you know, you just like go with yeah. the momentum, like something weird happens. Like that yes. always, like, like, a, like a, the Kanye story thing, like yeah. um, some producer that my friend was working with was like I gotta work with like, he's like going crazy about he's talking about working with Kanye all day and everyone's like shut the fuck up like get out of the house he goes to Walgreens in Calabasas at night runs into Conway they meet and he's like you're a rapper and he's like yeah I'm a rapper I'm a big fan he's like let me like, hear your stuff he like goes with Con then the next week he like goes he flies my friend who does makeup to Wyoming to like work with them on this Holy like just a shit. rant like you never know like not that that happens all the time yeah. but like I think there is something like kismet about yeah. like you have, kismet, to, just you have like, to put yourself there. You have to go yeah. where the shit's at. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. remember um, before moving out here, I took my little sister to go see Drake in Chicago. Oh my God. I've never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my thing. We, we, yeah. we love to go watch hip hop shows. That's yeah. That's my sister's thing. And uh, there was this guy in the audience who looked like he just was in the industry. Yeah. Like he was like on his Blackberry, like not paying attention to the show. He's like, Matt, yeah, he's not watching at and all. And I was like, yeah. I should talk to him. <laughs> and I just went across the arena. Literally, we were like, the stage is here. Yeah. We were here. He was like opposite end yeah. of the arena. I was like, wait. And I went all yeah. the way around and got his number. And turned out he was producing for Tyga, the opening act. That's That was awesome. before he had an album. And yeah. then I got his number. And then um, I still thought like maybe he thought I was just some kid. Yeah. And then I looked him up on Wikipedia and saw that he used to work with this old rapper. And it just happened to be the one rapper whose number I had because my friend sold him weed, you know? <laughs> so then I was like, I was like, oh, hey, yeah. do you still work with uh, such and such? It was Fredro Starr, yeah. um, the guy from Moesha. And then he was like, oh, no. Most of a Yeah. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I just love that show. And, and then my friend was like, oh, no, I lost his number. And I was like, oh, I got it. Here's his Here number. Here it is. And it was like the one card the one, I had. Right? And then when I moved to LA, he connected yeah. me with Tyga. I was broke, but I got to meet him. It was just like, but it wouldn't have happened yeah. if I wouldn't have moved. You know, I came here with one month's worth of rent and no job lined up. And yeah. it was like, well, fuck But that's, it. you have to jump. The net, blah, blah, blah. It's so, it's, it's I so tell corny people all the time, cliche, like, go, it's true. Just go. But it's going to be hard. Like, it's not easy. Like, this life is not easy. People, like, have this magical, like, now I'm in this comedy class with all these people who have never done stand-up before, right? Yeah. It's this magical thing. They want to do it so badly, you know? And and I'm like, I have a show Wednesday night if anybody wants to come. And then it's like a, a show, or like a weed show in the middle of nowhere. Like there's like seven people there. I'm like, welcome to the reality of what comedy is like most of the time. Like you have to prepare to is, eat shit, basically. It's a grind. Yeah. It's a grind. Like half of the time, it's not really that great. Like you really do work hard for these little moments of like getting to be up there. Like that's why you gotta yeah. love it. You gotta love it. Fuck. Oh my god. Because it's so. It's it's a sacrifice. Also, what else? The what else are you gonna do? Yeah. I joke about this all the time. I'm like, wiki feet? Like, I'm just going to sell feet photos? That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> That's what I should be doing. Look out for my feet photos. I'm going to start a business after this. Somebody's going to pay me for my feet photos. I'd sell them. I I'd yeah. feel like you'd be silly not to. That's dumb, right? I'm fucking right? sitting on this cash cow. <laughs> You're literally standing on You're it. literally <laughs> standing on money. I got, like, really weird. Like, I have long toes. Like, it looks like fingers. Not good. Not good. But 
Guys like it. Do you have any non-corny advice for up-and-coming comedians? Like non-traditional, follow your dream shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I also tell, I I tell new comics to like, when you start in whatever area you're in, Chicago, New York, Boston, there's great comedy communities everywhere. Find your group that, Mm. like your group, we call them a class. Like at the comedy store, there's different classes. It's like different years, people work there together. So like find the people that are going to push you and are going to be doing open mics that make you feel competitive and push you to be like... That peer group. A peer group of like four or five people that are like in your age range. Maybe not in your age range, but that are like just as hungry as you are. People that can drive you to comedy (laughs) shows. People that can like go on the road with you. Like people that you respect, but also you feel like competitive with. They can push you. Yeah, like people that are like, I did four open mics this week. You're going to be like, I did five. You know, like that's how it is. Like... So find a cla- find a community definitely that you feel driven by. That's yeah, like that's my important. biggest advice. Yeah, and meet everybody and remember everybody and don't be a fucking dick. Like be a good person. Like actually be a good person. Like what a cra- that's so crazy. Right? What a crazy idea. Yeah. Right. You mean be nice to people? Like don't be a dick and don't what? use your power for evil. That's a crazy concept. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that it almost even has to be said, but. We forget it. It's almost like yeah. we think it's a cutthroat world, which it kind of is. But also, I think the best thing, even if you want to be selfish, the best thing you can do for yourself is help other people because then mm-hmm. you're you're in a good position. They see you in a good position. Well, it brings you're, everybody up, right? Yeah. If you're up and you bring people up around you, you're all up. Like when you're yeah. pushing people down, like you come down with them. Like it's, Yeah. Like I love connecting true. people. Yeah. Like if I meet somebody and I usually like to ask them like what they're working on and how can I help. Yeah. And even if I can help, I'm like, mm, but you should meet her. I, I love think that. Y'all should do something together. And the maybe more that's people, a Brazilian thing. We like, yeah. like fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bringing people uh, together. Yeah. Um, so uh, well, what's cool. next for you as we're so, what's next, man? So the special's coming out. Keep an eye out for it. It's what's called it a Jade is a Jade. Jade is a Jade. A jade like a spade is a spade. Um Bobby Lee's brother gave me that idea and I was like, fuck it, I'll go with it. Um because it's really about like all the little parts of me, like all the different little parts of me, like the really chaotic OCD part. Yeah. And, and it's a musical. So I did it with a full band. So I'm really proud of it. Oh, it's an it. actual musical all yeah. the way through. Yeah, yeah. Ten songs. Oh. Yeah. Compose and everything. So I'm set. I'm li- releasing the music as an audio, um, and then I'm releasing the rest as like video. So is it the same jokes that I heard? Uh, oh, some well, kind some. of. Are they like weaved in with yeah. music, kind mm-hmm. of a thing? Yeah, yeah. Like a one-person show. Yeah, like a. I hate to say a one-woman show, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's rap. No. Um, and then I have a show coming out uh, in August called Hotties on Hulu, Woo-hoo. which is like a hybrid dating baking competition. That I host, so I love like that com- cooking competition, and we make them eat spicy stuff. So it's it's pretty funny. I'm ex- I'm really excited for. It. I'm really excited. It comes out this summer. Hotties um, on, on Hulu. Hulu. Hotties on Hulu. And if people are local in LA and they want to come watch you, I'm at the Comedy Store Laugh Factory. Just look up at jadecatapreta.com or online. I'll I'll make it known. Yeah. Or just hit me up and I'll let you know when I'm up. Bada boom. And you know, buy my feet. And lots of feet photos coming your way. Yeah. <laughs> All ten toes. Ready for you to pay. Um, any final words? Or I'll tell you what, the final line of the podcast is yours. The final line? Yeah. That visão uma coisa em português, né? Okay, pode falar. Pode falar. I don't say que falar em português, meu. Wow. Que legal. Obrigado. Beijão. Beijão, feijão. Beijão, feijão. I feel like that's a good way to end it. <laughs> and it's a wrap. <laughs>